0: Greetings, Planiverse! Welcome to episode twenty-eight of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. With me today is the illustrious Steve Morton. Good man. And I, there he is. Hello. And I am Karina Tovmasyan. And boy, have we got something nice for you today. Steve and I often communicate via social media to tell each other how much we hate each other so that we can passively annoy each other whilst we do the podcast. And today is one such session. Um, we've decided that we're going to attack the issue of annual goal planning now that we're nearing the last quarter of the year.
1: Football season has restarted, by the way. So we're, Yeah, we're, we're, yours we're
0: or ours, which football?
1: Normal soccer
0: oh right okay <laughs> well, think, yeah and i think ours will start too soon not that i know how to play that but anyway i know how to play yours i don't know how to play ours which is interesting but um the idea is that right around this time people get antsy in the pantsy about not having done any of their goals that they set up in january and i wanted to inspire you all out there in the Plannerverse To use this as an opportunity to reassess and find task and purpose and motivation in being able to know that you can actually get something accomplished even with the last quarter of the year upon us. Um, so we haven't actually titled this podcast yet, but if I could, I would I would call it something like um, the the year that took only four months or something like that, right? So that scoring own goals. <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> scoring own goals. Thanks, Steve. There was a reason we bring you along. <laughs> um, so here's how we're gonna start. Most people don't know it's called this, but the Pareto principle is a principle that was established a while back by good old Mr. Pareto and it says this it's the 80-20 rule that 20 percent of the effort that you make results in 80 percent of your success Mm -hmm. and this is applied across the board to many different aspects of living so for example 20 percent of the people in your phone list you call 80 percent of the time Or 20% of the foods that you have at home, you eat 80% of the time. 20% of the clothes you wear, you wear 80% of the time and so on. 20% Mm. of the planners you own, you use 80% of the time. And so the idea is that if you're going to make an effort, make a 20% concerted effort on where you need to, such that 80% of your outcome is favorable and you don't work harder, you work smarter. That's Mm. the idea. That's, that's how we're theming this episode. And why am I saying this? Tim Ferriss, the, the author, made a f- fantastic success out of this concept. He called it the 4-Hour Work Week, and I think he has one now called the 4-Hour Body, where really you're focusing, his goal is to help you focus on the 20% that's going to affect change. Most people spend 80% of their time doing Facebook all day long, and they complain that 20% of the work hasn't gotten done.
1: Why are you looking at me like that?
0: I'm looking at you because you're in front of me, Steve. (laughs) So what if for the last quarter of the year, instead of fiddling around with Facebook, you shut it off for 80% of the day? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You allow yourself Facebook access 20% of the day. And you can set those hours as you need to. And the rest of the time you focused on the things that you want to get done. And so we're going to talk about goal setting. How do you set annual goals? How do you break it down into monthly, weekly, and daily activities? Because if you're not working on it on a daily level, then you're not getting it done. Seriously, like nobody says, I want to lose, I don't know, 80 pounds. And then they find out on day 354 that they've done nothing for it, right? You, you can't just say you want to do something. You've actually got to break it up. The, the
1: annual weigh-in, preferably <laughs> annual not weigh-in, after Christmas. Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, to, do it the day before Christmas, not the day after Christmas. That's the key. So here's one, one major tip. Number one, focus on one or two major goals. Don't go overboard. This doesn't mean that you can't make a master task list. I think everybody should have a master task list. If you don't, I highly encourage you to make one, if only to get it out of your head. If, If that's the only reason you're gonna do it, then I highly recommend you get that done. But now that you've got your master task list out on paper and out of your brain, now you can pick one or two major goals and focus on those as far as what you wanna get done. So so Steve, let me let me put you on the spot a little bit. Here we go. He takes up he's taken aback. He wakes up self. Self, wake up self. (laughs) And okay, so are there any tasks off of your master task list that you have been writing lately that you think you could probably get accomplished before the year's end?
1: He said, looking at his list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as he's <laughs> as he's drawing There's a, a couple of minor things. They're not, you know, the world's not going to end tomorrow if they didn't get done. Right. But there are sort of tasks that I want to get done before we get into winter and the wet weather and all that sort of thing. But oh, it's perfect. It, yeah. It's it's a case of waiting for the the sort of average temperature to drop a little bit. Because it's you know it's stuff that I want to do outside, and it requires dry weather, but not too hot. And the trouble at the moment is it's so stinking hot that if I go and re-varnish the garage doors, it will all crack because it's uh, dried out far too quickly. It needs a slower drying time. So, so I keep.
0: But that's a big enough goal mm. for you to say that I'd like to get it done, but I just can't get it done right now. Yeah. So it's, it's time and weather sensitive. Would that be correct? Yeah. And so what would you call this? Uh, the garage door project? or
1: It's a sort of a you know, typical sort of house maintenance thing, really. Um, okay. I keep it on my list and keep it visible mm. to keep reminding me that I am going to do it. Um, it won't happen this week because it's been just so hot this last right. week. Or so. But I'm, I think sort of September-ish it will be better because it should start to cool down unless we get one of these indian summers in the middle of september which is quite possible but it's certainly a, something i want to get done before we get too far into you know autumn or before um you know sort of november december time because it's going to be far too humid then so
0: right and it starts getting too cold then to, to, yeah. have to be outside. So you, yeah. there's a sweet spot between the end of summer and the beginning of yeah. fall where you're wanting to task this. So if you're looking at it from the point of view of an annual goal, if this is, let's say, one of your major goals, I would title this as home maintenance, right? The mm-hmm. big project would be home maintenance. The, um, the first project probably would be called uh, varnishing the garage door. And so... Because it's time and weather sensitive, you probably want to create a list for the things that you would need during the time of the year. But perhaps you can get those things prior to oh, the time. It's all
1: ready to go. All
0: right, so it's all ready to go, right? You've got the varnish, you've got the brushes, mm. you've got all the cloths that you need yeah. to get that set up. That would be part of your monthly and daily taskings that you would be able to break up during the year so that when you know that a time sensitive Mm. issue was coming up, you would be ready to go when the button goes off. Mm. So that would be one small example. So the sub-goals would be to find the varnish, make sure the varnish Mm. matches up with the color that you've already got on, or if you need stripper Mm. to paint, get the paint stripper off and so on. And so that would be a very simple example of how to create the goals and the sub-goals. When you break your major goal down this way, you can see the natural progression of your goal and exactly what needs to be done each month in order for you to get where you want to go. Mm. So if you've not figured this out, um, for let's say you want to get a job by the end of the year, right? Mm-hmm. One of the sub goals would be to start applying mm. as the, or find the companies that you want Identify to apply to. Identify
1: the type of job first. Right.
0: Identify the type of job. Identify the companies in your area that are hiring. Find out what the names of the secretaries are. My mm. goodness, you can get so far by just knowing who the secretaries are. Know what time their lunch breaks are. No one wants to talk to you when they're mm. hungry. And they're probably going to be very grumpy. So all of these things could be little sub-goals that mm-hmm. you add underneath your projects. And then you create weekly mini-goals. So, for example, if your goal, as far as the 80-20 Pareto principle is concerned, is that you want to use less Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. Make sure that you've blocked those social media websites between the hours of 9 and 12, for example. Block them off or don't mm-hmm. go there. Or I don't know what you need to do to make sure that you keep your hand away from the clicker. Um, but use that as a mini goal to check yourself during the week. And that's where the planners come in handy. Because mm-hmm. I know Benjamin Franklin used to use the dot. The dot system, he would put a black dot next to any of his vices that he Mm. failed to follow through with. So he would count up his black dots at the end of the week and his goal was to try and lessen his black dots as the weeks went by. So if you see, track your Facebook time, for example, and you see you've gone over the two hours that you wanted to use for the day, Mm -hmm. then make a note of it and count your times up.
1: I've actually turned off notifications now on Facebook where they're popping up in the corner of the screen all the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. And it's intrusive, isn't it? Mm. And here's the problem that I find with it. It doesn't allow you to concentrate. It steals from your concentration mm. because just as you're getting sucked into your work, all of a sudden there is a notification. Yeah. And really, is it life-threatening? You know? e-
1: emails <laughs> like that as well.
0: Um, I've shut off all tones, all notifications, yeah. all of that. And in fact, Tim says, Tim Ferriss says, just check your email twice a day. Yeah, exit checking your email client yeah, completely. Yeah. I mean, unless you're one of those people that are paramedic or you know working with the police department or mm. something that requires mm. life and death, do you really need to be checking email every yeah. 10 minutes? Is that so important? Um, so that would be an aspect to consider. And so so that, those would be strategies for the weekly mini-goals. And so, for example, you could only take uh, certain... Facebook messages or if you're admin or if you want to take your admin duties, set a schedule for when you're going to be doing that and combine it or spread it out throughout the week so that you're still actively participating in what you want to do. But now it's in a controlled format. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that if you spend 20% of your time doing something that you know is going to be working towards the goal you want to achieve, 80% is a good enough result. People complain that, well, it's not 100%. Yeah, but 80% is better than 0%. Absolutely. (laughs) And so that was the question that Tim Ferriss kept asking himself was, if I could live off of 80% of my income, would I be able to? Would that be good enough? And he said, yeah, I could live off of 80% of my income. So he decided to cancel all of the hours that he was spending working with clients that were eating up his time. He was working 80 hours a week. And so he only spent time dealing with 20% of the clients that were bringing in 80% of his income.
1: The more profitable ones. The more
0: profitable ones. And he ended up becoming a millionaire almost in a Mm. year. So there's something to be said about focusing and directing your goals. And now that we have the last quarter coming up on us, I really want to motivate everybody out there in the Plannerverse to tackle one or two big goals that you've been putting off and mm. see if you can create these mini goals and sub goals and when you set it up in your planner it sort of looks like the the annual planners i'm sure some people have seen them right the big ones that fold mm. out steve you've seen do you use those yeah. at all
1: yeah mainly for travel stuff but okay for your sort of um, idea that would you now i can see me using them in a slightly different way in future.
0: And that's where I like color coding as well, because let's mm. say y- your project is to find a job by the year's end, right? So I would mm-hmm. use the yearly planner to find a date on the mm-hmm. calendar that you actually want to set the goal date as. Yeah. And so it would be, let's say, December 1st, because nobody wants to be looking for work during last couple of weeks of December. So let's say by December 1st, you want to be hired. Hmm. Nobody's around. Right, nobody's around. Nobody cares. Everybody wants to get fat and be with their families, right? (laughs) So I would put on a calendar, always find a date because some day doesn't exist on a calendar. Every calendar has a date on it. Hmm. Pick a date. doesn't matter. Dates can always be moved. Pick a date, and I would use a broad color for that. So like a yellow, for example, as to this is the day I find a job on December 1, 2016. And then the sub-goal would be in September, October, and November, I'm going to be applying to four jobs a week. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's a sub-goal. But the week's mini-goal would be I'm going to do research on four companies this week. Yeah. And then the week's plan would be on Mondays, I'm going to get a better sense of the program that this company has. I'm going to talk to them in person. On Tuesday, I'm going to reach out to the company and see if I can have a visit, a public visit, and come by and introduce myself to the HR staff and so on. On Wednesday, I'm going to keep up with social media on their end to see what they're up to if they have new job postings. On Thursday, I'm going to read articles that that company has posted to find out if that's something that suits me, and then and so on. So these are the mini goals. And then daily goals, you can break those down and say, okay, I've got to work on my resume or my CV. I've got to get my cover letters out. I've got to make sure that the daily things that you're setting up in your life are happening, the laundry, the housekeeping, all of that stuff that you've got to get going to keep you motivated and on track mm-hmm. also have to be incorporated. And so if there's little house projects and so on.
1: Because the, thinking of a sort of a more practical thing now, because the space on a year planner is a little bit restricting in in terms of how much space you've got per day, in terms of colour coding your various activities, goals, um, and, and stuff like that. Do you, you choose different colors depending on the sort of urgency of
0: yes. things? Yes. Not just so, the urgency, but it's the um, the differentiation between whether it's a monthly or daily mm-hmm. or weekly sub-goal. Right. So I would have, for example, in yellow, the end date. I Job must be found by December 1st. Mm-hmm. And then I would have as the big goal is to get an interview with three companies, right? Right. That's your big goal. Because the interview, once you get the interview, you're pretty much in for it. They didn't call you because you're sexy. They called you because you you have a skill that they want. Yeah. Right? So I would put that in a darker yellow, perhaps. Mm. And then the sub-goals, I would put in a green Mm -hmm. so that I could immediately see, if I look throughout my year, what my green goals are and where my milestones need to get hit. Yeah. And then the week's mini-goals, I would do in blue, Mm-hmm. and the week's plan I would do in purple and then daily tasks maybe mm-hmm. in gray or something else. And the idea is that you don't have to lay everything out on the yearly planner so long as you get a big picture. And yeah. I've noticed that the so the the breakdown in hierarchical structure goes yearly, monthly, weekly, daily. That's mm-hmm. and so the bigger the picture, the less information you're going to need to put on there. Mm-hmm. That's that's the order yeah. and how much content. That's why yearly planners have such little boxes mm-hmm. because nobody expects you to write, well, I'm going to be exercising for times a here, right? You need
1: just to sort of almost, it's almost like a map, if you like, yes. isn't it? Yes, it is. It just indicates, you know, it's like a, a sort of small scale map in terms of, right, well, this is, gives you a rough idea of the shape of the year. And then when we go down to sort of month level, we effectively were zooming in on a particular part of the map to see in in more detail what the shape of things is. And then when we go down into sort of weekly and uh, and sort of daily sort of tasks, daily and then hourly even, uh, we're zooming right in on the thing so we we can see right down to sort of, you know, how many flower pots you've got, and all the rest of it in the back, 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 back garden, almost.
0: Yeah, you're you're spot on. It's very much looking at an impressionist painting. Mm. If you look at it from far away, you understand what the painting is. And yeah. as you get in closer, you begin to see the details and mm. nuances of the painting. And if you come up to it very, very closely, you won't even be able to identify what, what the big is. picture is. But you can but see you the know. brush strokes. You can see the brush strokes and you can see if it's a uh, has relief on it, if there's some mm. kind of high points or low points. And that's why daily pages in any planner take up the entire page. Yeah. Because it's expected of you to write a lot of detail as Mm. you get closer and closer to the reality of daily work compared to annual work. Mm. But what happens is most people look at it and say, oh, well, December 1st, that's all the way far down the line. I don't have to worry about that right Mm. now. And what happens is time creeps up and you get lost in the details of the day and the day ends up running you instead Mm. of you running the day. And that's why the planners are so important. That's why, Steve, you and I sit here and come up with ideas of what we're going to talk about. Because it's just so important to understand that you've got to check out of autopilot and mm. running your life that way. When you're checked into the fact that time is fleeting and it's a construct and we need to fight against this, <laughs> you realize that really well, t- well, all life you isn't have... Gonna- yeah. Slow down, is it? Yeah, and, and we're not promised tomorrow. You know, we've no. you and I both have friends that, uh, God love them, didn't wake up one morning. Yeah, And so what do you do? How do you resolve for that without living in a panic? Well, you mm. create a plan. And this yep. is, I really want to encourage everybody, if you don't have your goals addressed uh, by the last quarter of the year, start addressing them now. Pick one and see if you can break that down into yearly monthly weekly and daily sub goals and the idea is that there is a perpetual year the year never ends the year doesn't stop on december 31st mm. if you are on a perpetual year then your master task list will just roll over into the following year it's okay It'll yeah. be there for you tomorrow. It's
1: best to keep it fresh in that sense as well, isn't it?
0: Correct. Because there's this big push, I find, for the end of the year. Oh, we've got to get it done before the end of mm. the year. Well, what happens? There's no ferry that shows up on December 31st and it's magically gone on January no. 1. Right? It's no, the, all still there. I
1: think most people will sort of um, empathize with me when I say that December is one of the worst months of the year for getting any work done if you're in a true work environment because most people because of the vagaries of where Christmas and New Year lie Right um, you can find people sort of suddenly disappear for two weeks and therefore December normally a four week month on the calendar suddenly becomes a two week month and everyone and their dog is trying to get everything done in that two weeks Yes Yes frenetic or what I used to hate it for obvious reasons. Well, that's why I wrote
0: that blog post that says October is the last month of the year. If you think (laughs) about it, with all the stuff going on from Halloween and then, of course, here in America with Thanksgiving happening in November. It's just really, October is the last month of the year where you're going to get anything reasonably done in time. Mm. And so there's a big push to try and get it out. I I understand it, though, Steve. I understand. it's, It's interesting
1: how... Different countries have these different sort of months of hiatus, as it were. Um, May, for instance, here in France, is fairly manic. We have, I think, it's either four or five public holidays in May, <laughs> virtually one per week, uh, and then we sort of we sort of dread May coming around because you never know when things are going to be open. You're sort of <laughs> looking around, seeing when they all fall. If they all fall on Sundays, brilliant. But all the French don't like that because they get very upset that they didn't get any public holidays. But, uh, um, so, yeah. And then August is a traditional in a lot of European countries mm-hmm. where things just shut down for the whole month sort of thing. We're in, you know, we're more or less the, going through that... Uh, been through that through the summer. We've just sort of got used to it happening each year. That you know, um, you know, you go to, go to places and you expect it to be busy, and there's no one around. You think well, they're all on holiday. Okay, well, gone. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, well, that's the the whole idea because you can account for the hiatus. You can account for. Um, people wool gathering and doing whatever it is that they're doing throughout the year include if that you, in your you plan. plan yeah include that in the plan that's the whole point we
1: allow sort of slack time when right. if some of your goals are dependent on others a tradesmen or whatever if it's a you know a big sort of house improvement project you know build into that plan the fact that you know you're going to lose various work days because of you know things that are out of your control really
0: look even you and I have this unspoken pact where we're trying to record our podcasts ahead of time yeah so that we can account for the fact that if one of us gets ill or one just doesn't feel like showing up or we have this huge row or, you know, whatever happens, well, we can week. account for that. I know this on this week, <laughs> um, what does Steve do? He puts a whoopee cushion on <laughs> his seat and thumbtacks <laughs> after that. Um, but we account for that, and that's the whole point. People say, well, that's boring. I don't want a planner. I want to be spontaneous. I yeah. want to be able to be spontaneous and not have the planner tell me what to do. Well, if you account for spontaneity but, and you have all of these planned out, then yeah. you can throw everything up in the air and say, toss it all. We're going to the beach today.
1: Well, that's firefighting, isn't it, sometimes? when That's the sort of taking it to the... Other extreme, isn't it, of having no plan at all and right. just being purely reactive all the time? Well, yeah, you can. I've worked in that sort of environment uh, to a certain extent because uh, you're basically waiting for things to go wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, because you're an engineer, you, you're there to fix things when it's they go wrong. It's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. But said that, you're not sort of a hundred percent in that mode because well there might be a few people that are in that sort of sense but um, you know you do have routine maintenance sort of tasks all scheduled out throughout the year right. so you know in the, the particular job I'm thinking of is one of, uh, fairly early in my career and we, we used to sort of have a maintenance sheet which was published each week. The boss you, you would obviously have this thing all sorted out. You know, he had a master task list, <laughs> and he would issue these. You know, he was sort of spoon feeding us sort of a small section of his master task list throughout the whole year, sort of thing. We had to sign it off to say we we checked it. such yeah. and we had done the air f- uh, filters and we checked the oil and all that sort of stuff. Yes, happy times. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it's, it's, I find that if you do the daily planning um, and you, you've got the goal every day at the top of the page, the big goal, mm. then you're bound to be more successful and you won't get bogged down with the daily chores of having to get it done. If you mm. put your big goal at the top you'll be able to set time aside every day for planning for the upcoming Mm. day. And you know that you're working towards something. You have got to plan for your success. If you don't, then it's just going to sit there. And sure enough, December 1st will roll around and you'll say, oh, sod it all. I don't want to be with this. I want to deal with my December and be happy and just deal with the happiness of it all. If you've got tasks that you haven't started, I I really want to encourage everybody out there to get them started now. Get them started now. Don't worry. Get it done.
1: I've been sort of um, making a big effort um, in the last few weeks. I'm doing one now before I forget it. This is terrible, I know, but it's it's whilst it's fresh in my mind, I am actually writing the thing out on the list. That's it done. It takes seconds to do. But it's vital that you do try and plan as far ahead as you can on the normal routine things, the simple things that you can just sort of jot them in. You know, right, I'm going to do this one on this day, this one on this day, this one on this day. It sort of smooths the path um, through the rest of the year sort of thing, I find. And certainly for me, it's a big help to have these things written. So when I turn the page oh, I don't don't have to worry about remembering how to do these things. I've sat down and sort of think, right, this one task, this one task repeats. So I'll just concentrate on that one series of tasks for the next five weeks. Done. Right. This one, that one repeats every whatever Tuesday of the week it is. So that one I write in and silly little things like that now are starting to sort of, Why didn't I think to do this before?
0: Well, to routinize what I call automation nirvana is fantastic. I actually use an app for that uh, called Routines. Mm. And, And so... One of the things that I do is as I go through my week and I notice that there are things that I am routinely doing for the home, for example, recycle pickup happens mm. every other Wednesday. Yeah, That's a routine that I will plug into the app and the app reminds me every other, whenever it needs to be, that mm. this is a routine that the house has. And what I do is at the end of the year, I superimpose those routines over the seasonal activities that the house has to have done. And that way I can get the entire picture of what the house and the home life need outside of the scope of what I do for work, for my family, for other things. Because then you can account for the things that are standard and non-variable because the rest of human beings are variable, God love us. You know, we're fickle (laughs) as can be. One day we feel like it and next we don't. So what's on your to-do list for this week, Steve? My
1: to-do list looks fairly sort of typical. Uh, we have a royal visit in the shape of my dear son and his <laughs> girlfriend coming down.
0: Yay! Hi, <laughs> Philip. Have to be on
1: best behaviour and all that sort of thing. So I've got lots of little small things like I have to deassemble my s- photographic studio, for instance, and move all the lights and backgrounds and God knows what else out of there. So um, that's the, I, I'm sort of delaying it as much as I can, but. Um, <laughs>
0: I can see that. Get on it. (laughs) Get on
1: it. You've got to get on with it by the the end of the week. So that's that's definitely on the list to do, plus the usual sort of cleaning and tidying and making the place look spick and span before uh, the Royal Arrival on Saturday.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, and I have got to take a look at one big goal that I want to set up before the year's end. And I'm not going to announce what that is. I will announce that next time. But uh, I will announce that. And so I am going to set it up. I'm going to take my own advice Mm. and set it up on the last uh, four or five months that we've got here. And make sure that I've got a game plan set up. Consider this your challenge to do this for yourselves as a microcosm of what 2017 might hold for you. If you decide to go into the next year, um, as far as planning goes, see if you can use the last few months as a microcosm for setting up the plan for Mm. the following year.
1: Sounds like a good one. So where can we find you on the net, the interwebs?
0: I am at Planarology.com Everything and Karina Tovmasian or Karine Tovmasian at Instagram.
1: And as usual you will find me in the usual places of philofaxi.com, dot com, dot
0: com and mister Philofaxy on Instagram. We'll be back with another episode eventually.